You're listening to A Window on North Devon, a podcast about people in North Devon, hosted by Jim Duncan and supported by the lovely people at Woodstock Windows. For this podcast, we have come to North Devon's newest gym, uh, NC... NCM Fitness. NCM Fitness. Um, we come to talk to the area's best known fitness trainer who's um, uh, gyrating his groin in front of me as we speak. <laughs> Sounds um, very unlikely. His sessions are best known for his encouragement, enthusiasm, and occasional naked, uh, nakedness. Um, he is the founder of Bay Fitness. Andrew Brian Blake, thank you very much for joining me. Good afternoon, Jim. Thanks for coming today. Should we do a quick Let's workout? Shake the hands. I don't think so. I'm, I've got the flu, and Andrew's just obviously naturally hyper. And I, just had a shook, coffee. I just shook your hand. Yeah, sterilised, sterilised straight away. Um, I want to start by reading you this um, A system of veneration and devotion directed towards a particular figure. Um, that is the Oxford Dictionary's definition of a cult. I've read quite a lot of TripAdvisor reviews about what you do. Are you trying to start a cult yourself? Is that what this is all about? <laughs> now you've said that, then yes. <laughs> I, hadn't thought, I hadn't thought of starting a cult, but um, yeah, let's start a cult. A cult for a better world. A cult better for a better people. world that you're the, the figurehead for. Yeah. Well, is, is that going to be distracting this mirror behind me? <laughs> but it's this mirror behind me. Yeah, I keep looking you. at my hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite big, isn't it? I'm just checking the uh, mirror. The mirror behind me. Um, yeah, I'm up for starting a cult. I wasn't asking, I was asking Philanthropy, you were, I philanthropy. Okay, cool. Um, and um, what else should we base the cult on? Uh, I assume it would probably be something to do with fitness. I don't yeah, know. fitness, fitness health, health, and well-being, benevolence. Being nice to people, yeah. All those Not good things. things. Not and taking then, life too seriously. Once you've built the cult up, then that's when you get to be a dick about it, I think. Yeah, yeah. The nice a, positive, a positive dick, not one of those negative dicks. Yeah, absolutely. You know? No one likes a negative dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a, I like to see myself as a positive dick. Um, a good dick. A good dick. You are a When really I was good teaching dick. in New Zealand PE, we had, they actually, um, actually, you can't, can you swear on podcasts? Probably uh, yeah, you can. They'd say, we had, they had groups, GCs, and you know, the C word, the worst of all the swear words, you'd have GCs, and then just Cs, and then there was, uh, and they'd base all the, rather than have sets, they'd base it on, on, on that. Oh, right. It's not very interesting, is it? No, it was good. It was good. Uh, <laughs> is it my face? <laughs> Hopefully we'll get better. I'll get better and more interested <laughs> as the podcast develops. Um, I'm interested to know, like, um, uh, I've noticed in North Devon there's quite a few companies, Bay companies, there's Bay Spas, Bay Fitness. Yeah. I mean, are they, all, are they all owned by the same person? Yeah. They're all owned by the Blake franchise. Oh, right, the Blake franchise. No, also, I think Ian Blake started and, and his the original. Friends, yeah, he would say Bay a lot. Bay a lot and then he started Bay Spars and then Mike Simmons started Bay Gardens Bay Uphill Gardens he calls it and then and then I started Bay Fitness and now Matt, start, Matt Turner has started Bay Cabanas I think it is He's Bay Cabanas excellent with his furniture and um, what else is there is there any more Bay's Bay um, who's more Bay the Bay or the Bay that Bay's the Bay it's a tough question. It depends on the bay. I'm not really prepared. To depends answer. on the bay. I'm not committing to an answer. Um, you need some of my energy today. <laughs> I really do need some of your energy. I've got uh, I'm, I'm an used, excess all, of it. All my energy is going into not sniffing. Um, it's not going that well. Okay, so that's uh, we've resolved the bay issue. That's very good. Um, you work with international big wave rider Andrew Cotton. Mm. Uh, is it true you taught him to surf? Yeah, yeah. Taught him to surf. He was terrible at 
surfing before me. No, I didn't teach him to surf, but um, I teach his mind and body. You teach his mind? To, to, to be under control. Because also, you, <laughs> you also run surf retreats, rehabilitation for world-famous surfers and things like that, and do online surfing. Yeah, yeah we, run, we run retreats in France, reboot retreats, which are a mix of surfing, yoga, fitness, massage, hiking, cycling, just holistic well-being and goodness. And then we've recently started surf fit retreats with Andrew Cotton. We did one in Woolacombe last weekend. And How did that go? Yeah, really good. Who, yeah, go, they, who they, goes on these types of retreats? Um, just um, Norwegian pole dancers. Really? <laughs> no, just, um, just people who want to improve their who surfers or people who want to improve their fitness. So it's not specific to surfing. We do mobility, we do strength and conditioning, we do breathing, we do surfing. Um, we do a lot of sports psychology. Cotty does some breathing and some um, different techniques to control the mind, anxiety. So it's a lot of sports psychology as well. And, and they really, that was our first one and they really enjoyed it. And we're, we're doing two in Nazare in October, which are going to be quite big. And we've got, Nazare is where all the surfing happens. Yeah, na- all the surfing. Well, <laughs> Nazare is the place where the lunatics um, surf. And I've worked there with Garrett, a big wave surfer before. And... It's a beautiful place, beautiful people, beautiful food. And um, so we're doing our first retreats there. And it's got quite, because Andrew's got quite a big following now on the internet, hasn't he? So it's got quite popular. And we've got um, the Financial Times and this magazine coming called CYQ or CQ or something. And um, So that could be, could be exciting. So that's in Nazarene. Um, October. You obviously work with them. Are you ever, you know, do you, ever, do you look at their jealousy as they plunge themselves well, over uh, 50 metre waves? Never jealousy, but I have been forced into situations with them that I'm uncomfortable <laughs> with. I do all the chat and the training and talk to them about controlling <coughs> stress, controlling fear, not reacting to your thoughts. And then when they put me in the situation, I was like screaming like a girl. <laughs> um, <laughs> Listening to tapes of yourself yeah, saying you must no, do this better. Because we, we were very fortunate to work in Hawaii for six weeks for Garrett, who's a big wave surfer. And he... he um, he took me out a few times, not when it was huge, huge, but huge for me. And you know, I would put all the gear on, the vests, and and it's just actually doing it's fine. It's just the thought of doing it, which is where it's really hard not to panic. And it's really admirable that those guys, and that's what I try and we're trying to train. Those guys are able to stay calm in those situations and not react and not panic. Because I suppose there's so many points smile. that they would end up panicking from the takeoff to you, being underwater. Yeah. For, so long there's a lot of control you've got to do as an athlete there yeah and, and there's techniques that they use um, different um, one of the techniques to control the mind is breathing some, some breathing we do in yoga some breathing that they do in their free diving courses um, and you can actually learn not to react to your thoughts because your your physiology and you reacts your heart rate goes up your body starts to produce cortisol if you um if your thoughts become emotion. So there's a point that you can train yourself physically and mentally not to react. So if you don't react to those thoughts, your heart rate doesn't go up, you don't produce the stress hormone. And also we try and train them obviously physically so they can work at high intensities and they can recover quickly. So with oxygen depth, they can recover and they can work again. So they're trained and to be confident in that situation. But, um, so it's not a case of just turning up, doing a few burpees, showing them, make sure they're happy. It's no, really in-depth. Like it's, it's really in-depth and, and it's really controlled. But some of them, it's interesting actually, because they're all quite, 
interest in humans, obviously. Mm. But um, it's interesting because Garrett and Cotton, they prepare 110%. You know, they, they go, they do, uh, they've got like a, a five-day plan before, before a big event and it involves um, getting the mind and body in optimum position, uh, optimum condition, like any athlete, like an Olympic athlete would want to be in optimum condition before their event. So they always they've got this schedule they go through but then there's always some freaks in the sport isn't there there's people that just turn up after a night out and just jump on a 50 foot wave it's almost like um, and I know a couple of Hawaiians that were like that but generally obviously because it's different to any other sport it's not just about win or losing it's about your whole life being being on the line so and that's pretty much the, and that's, that's not just the, the interesting thing at viewing it is the teamwork is so important between those guys it's not just yourself because you're responsible as a safety team for for they have like jet ski cover and then a jet ski cover in them and it's quite it's quite um, a well-oiled safety um machine they've got going well, on it's different from quite a lot of other surfing because seven is quite yeah actually it's, it's quite an individual mm. there's quite a lot of teamwork involved and trust and they're relying on each other to to save their lives as well as put them into the waves Crazy, but you're not jealous at all. You know, not jealousy is the wrong word. No, yeah, and you definitely have to be a, a certain type of person. Yeah, let's talk about more. You, more, more talk about you. Enough about we? them. What about Enough me? about them. Right, let's make this about me. <laughs> all right. Well, no. my next question actually isn't about you. Who's your favourite customer? My favourite customer. Oh, that's a good question. Who's my favourite customer? Or the be- ever the one I've ever favourite customer I've ever had. Um, I just like very positive humans so I've had lots of I've been lucky I've, obviously around here we're quite lucky we, there's lots of good good humans so I like people with positive energy I don't like uh, any negativity so mm, my favourite customer I'm going to say is Scratch from Braunton because he do you know Scratch? No I don't think I do he's um yeah, he's got very positive energy about him. His name's not actually Scratch. I think it was a nickname he got at school. I don't know why. Something to do with itching, I presume. Possibly. Uh, but he, um, <coughs> he's invented a new system to combat the traffic problems in Brompton. Oh, right. And it involves donkeys. So he's going to get every... It's like the park and ride system. You park outside Brompton, maybe at Saunton Park or at Chivener. And then you and Braunton is donkey access only, so you just ride donkeys through. A bit like Clavelli, <laughs> but without the steps. Yeah, and you don't have to pay to get in like Clavelli. That's genius, by the way, isn't it? It's really good. We should do that in Croyd. I mean, you're allowed to put that out. Is that not top secret? Ian, Ian, what's his name? Scratch his real name, Ian. Ian. And then what? Ian Wright. Ian Wright. Ian Wright, right, right. That's his name. There we go. Yeah, so he's my favourite. He's your favourite. And um, speaking of Ian's, what's it like living in the shadow of your big brother, uh, Ian Blake? It's interesting, actually, because Ian's um, more popular than me now. But yeah. when I, I remember <laughs> <laughs> I was lecturing, <laughs> when I was lecturing at college, I left. I had a, a sabbatical, so I went to teach in New Zealand for a year. And I was there for three years. And I was Blakey, and he was Blakey's brother. I got back, and I'm Blakey's brother, and he's Blakey. And that's still the case now. He's still Blakey. I think he's just, uh, he's just uh, um, a, a more controlled version of me, a better, a better version, a more better acceptable. Version. More acceptable. Yeah, I like, I like him. Do you like I mean, I like you're, him, you're yeah. good friends with Ian, aren't you? I hang out with him occasionally. Yeah. yeah. Do you think he's better than me? 
I'm, I'm, not, I'm not here to... Uh, <laughs> don't judge. I'm not going to pass Don't that. judge. Um, so you run a variety of retreats, not just yeah. the surf ones. You do loads of them. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens on them um, that you can tell us about? Um, so, on our reboot retreats in France, we... Um, a typical day would be we start with a juice. Becky come makes a, a fantastic juice. Becky's we, the most important part of Bay Fitness. Yeah, right? yeah, she's does. She's the she's the good woman behind. I was going to call myself a good man, but that would have been arrogant. So I'm okay. sorry, I would. You're a be, good man. better than good man. Better than good's not strong enough. Next. No, <laughs> um, so she does a juice in the morning, and then we do a sunrise yoga session. And then we have breakfast, very nutrient-dense breakfast that Becky makes again. And then we, um, we do either a surf trip or a hike or a cycle or a beach trip. But pe- we don't force people to do everything. They, some people pick and choose. And then we, um, then we have lunch, nutrient-dense again. And then in the afternoons, we have optional fitness sessions, restorative yoga, and there's massages and... Um, and then there's just relaxing. And then every day is different, but, uh, and we get lots of different people actually. We get, um, over the last few years, we've had some really interesting people. We've had like Irish rally car drivers, and then we've had older people and younger people. We had um, Fla- oh, an American lady who was the wife of a flaming lip singer. And, um, so we've got a lot of interesting, different, and some locals, of course, the good, some, and, um, yeah, no, it's been it's really it's been good fun running those retreats. It's exhausting though. It's, it's, it's not just it's not just a way to get a cheap holiday. No, I thought it's not like everyone thinks oh, you're getting getting on holiday, but it is exhausting because you're you're almost entertaining people twenty four seven, which um, which I like. That's what you but, do then. Yeah, that's what I like. How much do you think your business is you, and how much do you think it is um, the service that you provide? Because um, you you are a huge personality. Thank you. You're not so bad yourself. Thanks. No, I think um, it, it is. And I've always, because I've been really fortunate in travelling a lot the last couple of years and getting jobs abroad. Um, and I was still part-time lecturing at college, but then because we're doing the retreats in France and working in Portugal and working away, um, I haven't been able to do that. But um, I'm very fortunate in that. But also, when I'm not here... It does struggle. I was hoping I could, you know, be in Fiji and then still be made. The business would still work, but it hasn't. <laughs> it hasn't actually so it been the case. Really dependent on you so as a person. Not dependent on me. I think there's lots of excellent trainers around here, and I get some excellent ones that cover for me, and it's really good. But um, yeah, my, my, I mean, my business pattern over the last few years is when I'm away, it really slows down, and when I get back, it gets really busy again. Then I leave, and it slows down. But um, but I don't mind that. It's just a that's a, sacrifice, that's a sacrifice I make. <laughs> um, no, so people. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I. It's a tough question to answer. Really. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm a very humble sort of guy. But yeah, it's all because of me. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> well, it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, some people. Um, I mean, I, when I get cover like this week, I've had cover when I went. I went away last weekend and. Um, I had really busy classes, you know, for the yoga and the. Um, but obviously, some not just me, but anyone. People get used to people, don't they? And they like mm. that. They like that person. But I'm like Marmite, I suppose. You either love or hate. No sort of adequacy. 
Sorry, I just get lost in your eyes. Do you like Marmite? Beautiful eyes. I think you're right. Thanks yeah. for not mentioning my nose yet on this right. podcast. I won't, I won't. <laughs> um, I think it's interesting, you're right. Like For me, it's to go to uh, do fitness centre that next start, you're quite shy about it, you're not mm. sure what you're going to get. So you get used to the person coaching you and you mm. get, to, get to enjoy their company, I suppose. So mm. that's probably what... what yeah, it. and if you've set someone some goals, people are motivated by those goals as well. How does it work? So there's lots of... Um, there's quite a few... Um, Instructors, PT instructors yeah. in North Devon. It means you'll hate each other, or you'll no, get on nicely. No, we all get on. I think. I think there are people in in any industry like that, aren't there, who are jealous of other people? But I don't think that's. Um, I don't think that's the case. I don't do you, think do you share this space? Yeah, there's quite a few. So there's quite a few trainers that work, and it's amazing the space for personal training. It's relatively new. Looks looks spangly. Um, yeah, there's quite a few who come here now. So there's Yvette and uh, Sam and lady that was here just now who embarrassingly I can't remember her name Mika so, and um, but I think that's good I think that's healthy and that's changed quite a lot as well because when I was doing sports science at college it was um, it didn't it wasn't very big but they're running at college now courses personal trainer courses so it's easier to put you can you know you can do the equivalent of a BTEC in personal training you don't necessarily have to go through university and um, to become a personal trainer so I think the market is more Flooded. Can I get you a Lemsip or anything? No, I'm alright. I've had one. <laughs> I've looked that far. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about my next question, really. Um, so, um, along that line, do you think fitness is the new drinking? Yeah, definitely. And I think people do get addicted to the uh, the endorphins, the, all, the dopamine, serotonin, all these you get. I think, and I say this to quite a few people, you get better benefits chemically and for your mind doing fitness or just being active than you do from taking antidepressants I think the doctors too easily give people antidepressants not that I know much about that maybe I shouldn't shouldn't say that stop it doctors yeah. <laughs> no but I think I think um, yeah obviously exercise makes you feel feel good afterwards you get you get so many feel good hormones and I think um, when people are do suffer from depression and mental health problems I think obviously being active is really really important even if it's just a walk first thing in the morning or um, I think that can really really help I'm not saying that antidepressants aren't necessary but I think you can get <laughs> I've really dug myself into a hole here with this antidepressant thing but I think the benefits you get from exercise can be addictive as it was your question wasn't it yes do you and think I that's think what led you into this on this path yeah. What were you like before? Well, I'm you ins- doing it? Yeah, I'm insane if I don't if I'm not active. Like if I've had a little injury this week um, in the supraspinatus in the shoulder, and if I'm not active, yeah, my my, my mood I can feel it going down. Like I don't want to sit inside and watch Love Island. I want to turn Love Island off. What's happening on Love Island? I, I don't, I don't I let know. Becky watch. It. I sort of switch it off. <laughs> Go for a run. Yeah. Um, well, I'd like to be on it in saying that. No, I wouldn't. Uh, I, I don't know what it's about. Um, uh, How are you, ever, you anyway? How are your uh, children? Yeah, they're all very good things. <laughs> have you ever been fat? Fat? Yeah. Um, I've had more body fat than this. I remember, where did I come back? Oh, people have been telling... Oh, I think it was when I was back, back from university. I wasn't fat, but I was um, drinking a lot of beer and eating well. And um, actually, even when I was working at college, I'd go, I'd do 
in my early 20s, I'd do a lot more gym-based stuff and less cardio, and I think I was bigger then. But fat, no. But I've had a higher body fat percentage. Are you, are you fattest towards people? No, I love the fats. I think... No, I think... Um, I think there's two things, isn't there? Obviously, you want to um, you want to make people as the best version of themselves as they can. But also in this profession, I think people get too too over the top about it. I think there's a point at which you got to accept it, acceptance as well as making yourself better. You got to accept what you are and be happy because it doesn't actually matter. Like I haven't got a perfect body, or I could have, but I like life too much. So I like um, just you know, there's a balance. Mm-hmm. Is what I'm trying to say between. So you can have a few beers at the weekend, enjoy yeah. yourself, eat a cream Life's cake. too short. But you can still be fit at the same time. I wrote that in a booklet for the health department at college. I, I wrote a booklet for them and I wrote, I got in lots of trouble at the time because I wrote in it, life's too short not to dance with fat women. <laughs> and they said, you can't say that. Cause, um, and I said, why not? It's a celebration of fat women. I'm saying, I'm ha- I want to dance with a fat woman. And then I got in trouble actually for it. And I am um, because... Because because the world is too serious, isn't it? <laughs> it's too, so yeah, I'd want to dance with not just fat women, all sorts of women and men, whatever colour. You could dance. I've seen some videos. You are. I don't know about good, but very enthusiastic. Enthusiastic. Yeah, that's the key. Very enthusiastic. Dancing. Committed. <laughs> Committed. I've got a lot of passion <laughs> in my dancing. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Uh, what's your favourite part of the A three six one? A three six one. I don't actually. Um, a3, I'm not very good at roads. I don't know the numbers it's of roads. the road. link road. Oh, sorry. <coughs> um, it goes all the way through Broughton. Yeah, I know the link road. I don't really like the link road. No. It's um, stupid. People, are, people drive. Is um, that even like a little bit that you like? Because it should be a dual carriage right. It would have saved thousands of lives, wouldn't it? Because people just drive in the middle bit. Yeah, I think they're going to do that. Oh, I know. The dogging bit. No, the I don't know. I don't well, know the dogging bit. Which bit's that again? That's the way to Biddeford. Which bit? You seem to know a lot about it. I'm writing a book about it at the moment. Oh no, I know. my favourite bit about the Link Road is the, the magic garage. You know the one that sometimes it's next to Barnstable and sometimes it's miles away from Barnstable. Oh, it right, moves. Right. You know that one? No. You know the garage that moves? <laughs> <laughs> There's a garage. <coughs> and when you're driving on the Link Road, A361, okay. apparently it's called... Um, Sometimes it's sometimes you think, oh, I'm here. I'm at the I'm nearly in Barnstable, the garage. And it turns out you're in South Portland. And then sometimes that garage is miles away from Barnstable, yeah. near Tiverton. And sometimes it's near Barnstable. Have you ever noticed that? Does it no. move? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm pretty pretty oh. um, vigilant on what happens in the Tiverton. But I'm not actually. Um, unfortunately, I'm not very good at driving. Oh, I don't know if you've noticed, but I'm not, which is a problem. So I've got, got my face <laughs> and my phone number on my van. Um, so sorry anyone who's listening who's noticed me driving badly, but I'm not very, I often get people drive past me with both hands in the air like this. Maybe they just um, are doing some yoga. Like, oh, and I just go like that. I just go like this back and smile. And sometimes people I see mouthing the words asshole to me. And then halfway through asshole, they realise they know me and they change it. They go, oh, hi, Blakey. <laughs> but um, Blakey's brother I've got big <laughs> Blakey's brother I've got a big van and uh, I keep hitting it against things mm. so, get a so van. what I've you start, had a smaller van what I've started you're not hitting enough stuff what I've started not hitting enough stuff what I've started to do is just when I'm driving around the back lanes just have the hazards on full time 
I'm interested though, what do you keep in such a big... Have you got the hazards on? Because I am a hazard. <laughs> <laughs> what do you keep in such a big van? Do you want to have a look? Um, yeah, later. So, when I changed it from my small van to my big van, I thought, there's going to be so much room, it's going to be amazing, but I filled the big van. So in the back I've got, at the top at the moment, I've got some... What have I got? Weight, just weights and sandbags and balls and... When we go to France, I have bikes and surfboards in the very back, and then I've got a bed that comes up and down. And then all my boot camp stuff, all my yoga stuff, massage bed, um, these lights that flick on and inflatable. Do you, do you go around people's houses to um, give massages out the back of your van like they do with dog grooming? Good idea. No, I will. No, <laughs> step into my van. Don't worry, I've got a certificate, and it's on the on, on the on the thing. Um, I have got a certificate. Yeah, I've got stuff. Yeah, uh, is it in me. your um, record of achievements? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, sports therapist, physical therapist, and sports massage. So, so don't be afraid. You're if not you just ever, some man who do you claims a massage. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, back of my van. I had a really good. It's got a bed in it. Oh yeah, brilliant. Um, I just have a nap. Actually. Can release your piriformis yeah. and knead the uh, glutes. Imagine you're quite hairy down there, though, eh? Where? Downstairs. Yeah, the yeah very hairy. <laughs> very hairy. Yeah. I was discussing that with my wife the other day, actually. Have you got... Ha- I've got hairier since I am... Um, since I'm getting older. I used to have, like... I think my buttocks used to... Uh, my bottom used to be better looking than my face, but now it's got hair on the cheeks. No, it's not very nice, that, is it? Through my bottom modelling Shaving's quite hard work there, isn't it? I've never shaved the cheeks. I've shaved all the front area, but I've never gone around the back. Okay. Have you? You'll get, you have to get someone to do it, wouldn't you? Yeah, you would. I think you'd go somewhere, didn't you? I knew we were going to talk about this. Yeah, did you? <laughs> it's not, it's not <laughs> on this bit of paper, <laughs> I'm saying that. It's on your paper. <laughs> yeah, Ask him about shaving buttocks. Yeah. We can see it. It's there. I'm glad we ticked that off. Yeah. <laughs> Tick that off. Um, what's, uh, what's next for... This isn't... That's a proper question, isn't it? Yeah. What's next for uh, Andrew Blake, Blake Fitness? So, next I'm going to um, train Fred from the beach house in Woolacombe. The beach house? Yeah. I'm going to train him. He's coming here at two o'clock. Oh, right. <laughs> or were you looking at... I was, was looking, looking bigger pictures. I was looking through the telescope, like a lot of people do, through the big end, looking at the short term, whereas you was asking me to turn the telescope around and look through the short end and see That's the bigger right. I picture. I was after the, the wider yeah. spectrum of um, ideas and excitement. Yeah, well... I, well, I mean, I hope Fred's sessions go well. And, yeah. Uh, well, I think next I'm going to give up the fitness and just become sort of a musician. Because I've started to play the ukulele, which I find quite meditative. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I'm not very talented, but I've got a lot of enthusiasm. I and I think really, it's a new... Busker's busker's knee. I did busk outside Liddles once in Africa. Right. 20p, if you're asking. That, that me 20p. It's not even enough to get a trolley. But, um, um, yeah, it's a new brand of music that's not... Because music is just... like Even a really talented musician, sometimes you can look at it and go... This is a bit boring, isn't it? So I'm tapping into a new field of music where it's captivating, yet really shit. I'm in. That's my favourite sort <laughs> yeah. of music. Um, but to ask your, answer your question with less stupidity... Well, that's not really happening. Um, <laughs> I'm not interested. I am, I am. Next, I think, I'd like, to grow, I'd like to grow the retreats even more. And the surf fitness retreats are going to be... Gonna be good I think it's going to be a good avenue and I've also got an online programme that I'm promoting amongst oh, yeah, all sorts of surfers which is researching. A, well done Thanks. which is uh, a surf fitness so I can work from the internet 
that's the idea. That's the way forward. Because <laughs> the internet's even more popular than the real world now, isn't Apparently it? Apparently so. I mean, people are on the internet more, and they're not in the real world. In the real world. And that some people, like Andrew Cotton just now, he wouldn't read, he couldn't read to the bottom. Sorry, Andrew, if you're listening to this, he couldn't read to the bottom of the uh, thing because his concentration wasn't just, long enough because he's had too much, too much time on the internet. You can just read the headlines. Um, so I'm, I'm using the internet to do some online programming. Don't make it too long. Um, <laughs> which is basically I screen someone on uh, Skype or FaceTime I give them some tests to do and then I give them a programme based on, on them you, get them you make them stand there naked in front yeah. of their Skype yeah, and jump turn up and around jump up and, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, jump up and, and then I show them <laughs> I get in different positions and then make them get in the different <coughs> positions and then I write stuff down I give them some smart specific goals and then I give some strategies to how to achieve those goals and then I test them again and then all of a sudden they're twice the man they used to be or woman if they're a woman this or is specifically for surfers or anyone can get this is specifically for surfers at the moment or anyone who wants to improve their surfing but I might branch out into skiers we did some ski stuff together once a pair helmet on and some tiki shorts one of those pretty got a lot of stuff it's like 20,000 I'm very rarely embarrassed but I was almost embarrassed then I wasn't I almost did yeah silly wasn't it nice pants they were nice pants and um, so the last question that we ask everyone, well, we're going we're gonna to wind it up now. No, he's going to No, I'm just getting started. All right. Yeah. I'll, <laughs> Lock the door. I've got a lot more to sack. <laughs> Fred, Fred's session with a runner. 20 minutes. Fred, 20 minutes to Fred. We're going to keep going for 21 more minutes. Okay, so we're going to play all night. We're going to invent some questions. <laughs> what's this question? Uh, this question was going to be, what's your favourite view in North Devon? Favourite view? Hmm. It's got to be, um, I like looking up the top of mum and dad's house looking over Croyd Bay so you can see the whole of Croyd you can see where did your mum and dad live? Um, in Croyd <laughs> I was going to make something up yeah. <laughs> yeah they live at the top of Croyd so you can, you can it is a uh, nice view up there yeah the, I'm like Clanger can you cut your trees down because um, if you're listening to this he owns Cherry Tree and he his trees have grown and you can't see the sea now oh, from the right. bottom but luckily there's a top and you can look all over the bay Either that or I like the other night after I finished here I went to um, the Sri Lankan curry place. Oh, curry yeah. That's a lovely view as well. You can see across Puttsburgh. And a nice curry as well. And Puts- yeah. Well mine was cold because I but someone saved it for me, Rob oh, Cole. Right. Thanks Rob. That's nice to yeah. yeah, he's a nice guy. Because he, uh, it was um it was very busy down there, isn't it? And it was all Yeah, you don't want to queue for too long, do you? Yeah, queue. Do you go down there much? Um occasionally. Um, I quite like it down there. And then um that's a beautiful view because Puttsburgh is one of my favourite beaches. I remember being all travelling all around the world, coming back. I think it was Gail's thirtieth. Gail Sharp then Gail Holmes's thirtieth. We had it up there, and I thought, "Wow, this is as good as any place in the world." That's why we're very fortunate, aren't we? We are really fortunate. I was just looking. If you're not listening. To no, me, I, I, I am I listening. Could be saying anything. I could be talking about what shampoo I use, but I won't. You said. You said Gail Sharpton. You said Gail Sharpton. Very fortunate. Great view. Oh yeah, I did. Um, I was Good just notes. looking in my notebook actually for um, some for someone else's. Um, podcast and I was going to ask you some of their questions oh good idea <laughs> yeah. I was only joking you don't have to keep going no no I'm going to do it um, uh, why fish but why fish are you fishing for food or are you fishing for uh, that, fun that's, that's the, the question one of the questions I asked I fish because you want to eat fish I'd say yeah. don't fish because um, or fish to relax your mind anything where you're not thinking about the future anything where you're not thinking about the past 
and you're in the moment that's meditation and that doesn't you don't have to be a spiritual person so you can so my answer to that is uh, fish for food and fish, fish is good for you for your body though isn't it I remember, yeah. I remember um, <laughs> do you remember Simon and the Witch the TV show no alright um, tell me about it uh, it was a witch and they were at school a bit weird but um, someone said the fish was good for your brain so she mm. yeah, the witch magicked up fish and chips for anyone in the class fish is excellent protein it's excellent fats and the good fats you get from fish the HDL the high density liver protein scavenge the LDL liver protein and secrete it in the liver so eating fish olives and nuts actually reduces your cholesterol but the problem, of course, nowadays, Jim, is people, the fish, are starting to eat our waste in the ocean like plastic. And yeah, it's terrible. And, and then we're eating the fish, and then we're all insane, thanks to, thanks to the misanthropy of the world we live in. Plastic in sea is, is a huge yeah, problem, isn't it? it is. Paul, Paulie's doing some good, good stuff to save it. It's Ian Blake. Ian Blake's Look at that. He's come to check. <laughs> Ian, come in. Come in, Ian. Um, Ian. He's run away. Oh, he's shy. He's shy. Blakey. Blakey's brother. Blakey and Blakey's brother. Yeah, um, but Hawley's doing some great work in that field, Adam Hall. And Two Minute Beach Clean. Yeah, yeah. Amazing really stuff to clean up stuff. the beaches and the beach and the Quarried Surf Club and all the doing some good stuff for um, clean the beach. Hello Ian Blake. Uh, we're one? talking about you, how you're Blakey and I'm Blakey's brother and I used to be Blakey and you used to be Blakey's brother. How do you feel about that? Do you feel better you feel? That, <laughs> that you are the better brother now? I don't really mind anymore. I probably used to think it was cool and that to be it, but now, you know, I don't mind. What's well, your favourite part of the link road anyway? Ooh, I like the bit that. where all the dogging goes point the conversation went a little bit weird shall we say and um, we discussed a lot more topics but unfortunately i don't think they're appropriate to broadcast on this particular podcast what i will do is i will release them in a special edition that has no links back to um what we do here i'd like to say that i did thank andrew blake thoroughly at the end of the podcast and i look forward to our next one thank you very much andrew goodbye You have been listening to A Window on North Devon. The show is supported by Woodstock Windows, who have been supplying and fitting windows, doors and conservatories in homes in North Devon since 1986. For more information on this podcast or our supporters, go to woodstockwindows.co.uk forward slash blog. This show was produced by Jim Duncombe.